the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. Shooting in broad daylight in Grand Turk claims life of a young man. Bahamas resort staff arrested for alleged assault on vacationers. Finland extends Russia border closure for a few more months. In sports, we tell you who won the inter-high school basketball tournament. The National Weather Service will bring you the weekend forecast. Welcome listeners, thanks for joining us here on the Nation Station, RTC 89.1 FM. The weekend is here, the last day of the work week. It's Friday, February 9th, 2024. Shortly after 12 on Thursday, February 8th, the police control room received a call of gunshots being heard near the parade grounds in Grand Turk. Police officers and medical staff were dispatched to the location and found the body of a male with what appeared to be gunshot wounds. The victim, who has yet to be formally identified, was a male, aged 24 years old, and was reportedly approached by potentially two offenders and shot. Sadly, this incident occurred whilst the school sports day was underway. As a result, senior officers from the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force and representatives of the Ministry of Education convened an urgent meeting to discuss priority actions to manage the consequences of this awful event. Such an act of brazen violence not only endangered the lives of innocent individuals, but also disrupted the safety and security of the entire community. The Serious Crime Unit is actively investigating investigating the incident to ensure that those responsible are brought to justice swiftly. Member of Parliament for ED1, Grand Turk, also the Minister of Home Affairs, the Honorable Otis Morris, released a message yesterday afternoon to his constituents on the recent shooting. The message reads, My dear community of Grand Turk, it is with a heavy heart that I come today to address the tragic loss of a young man in broad daylight. This devastating incident has deeply shaken us all and serves as a stark reminder of the fragility of life. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family and loved ones of the victim during this incredibly difficult time. As we mourn this heartbreaking loss, it is important for us to come together as a community to support one another. Let us lean on each other for strength, comfort, and solidarity. We must also stand united in our commitment to seeking justice and ensuring the safety and well-being of every member in our community. In the wake of this tragedy, let us honor the memory of the young man we have lost by fostering a community built on compassion, empathy, and resilience. Together we can overcome this tragedy and emerge stronger than ever before. End quote. And at the recent House of Assembly meeting on Tuesday, February 6th, the Honorable Minister of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development, Honorable Jamel Robinson, gave a two-minute speech on crime and a holistic societal approach to reduction. The Honorable Minister said, quote, Today I stand before you with a heavy heart, deeply concerned about the recent surge in crime that has taken a toll on our community. The alarming increase in incidents involving innocent bystanders being shot and targeted shootings has left us all grappling with fear and uncertainty. Criminal activities demand not just a response from law enforcement, but a collective effort from every citizen. 
Our streets should be safe havens, not battlegrounds. It's time for each of us to shoulder our responsibility in reclaiming the security that every citizen deserves. We cannot stand idle, hoping for change. Instead, we must actively engage in the fight against crime. The very essence of community and shared safety is under threat. Citizenship is not a passive role, it's an active duty. We must be the eyes and ears of our neighborhoods, reporting suspicious activities and fostering a community where crime finds no shelter. It's time to break the silence and build a network of vigilance that protects us all. Education and opportunity are the antidotes to crime. As a government, we will continue to invest in programs that empower our people. We are confident that well-educated, engaged citizens are the backbone of a crime-free society. End quote. The minister also highlighted the crucial role played collectively by our ministers of government in contributing to the reduction of crime through targeted initiatives and programs. Under national security, focusing on law enforcement and overall public safety. Border Services continues to ensure that the entry of individuals with criminal intent is prevented. Social Services and Rehabilitation continue to work together to offer support to individuals at risk. Education and Sports work to educate and engage a young population and teach them lessons of discipline, dedication and competition that doesn't end in deadly conflict. After-school initiatives, mentorship programs, and vocational training are designed to engage youth positively, reducing the likelihood of involvement in criminal activities. Finance, with a mandate through its MSME program to foster and harness the entrepreneurial spirit of the young and not-so-young amongst us. If you have any information on crimes or illegal activity in the TCI communities, you can always contact 911, the closest police station, the Serious Crimes Unit at 649-231-1842, or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-8477 anonymously. Now, the National Tourism Debate Competition reached an enthralling climax as four top high schools competed in the semifinals, competing for coveted spots in the finals. The collaborative effort, led by the Ministry of Education, Youth Sports and Social Services, in conjunction with the Ministry of Tourism, received invaluable support from the Turks and Caicos Hotel and Tourism Association, the Turks and Caicos Islands Community College, along with the Edward C. Gartland Youth Center. In the first debate, Clement Howell High School and Precious Treasures engaged in a compelling exchange of ideas. Deliberating the motion, this house believes that human resource managers within the accommodations sector should be reserved for Turks and Caicos Islanders. The thought-provoking discourse showed the students' depth of understanding of the topic. The second debate saw Maranatha Academy and the Eloise Garland Thomas High School passionately debate the motion. This house believes that all-inclusive resorts are not as beneficial as perceived to the local economy of the Turks and Caicos Islands, and no new licenses should be issued. The students' insightful perspectives and comprehensive analysis of the impact of all-inclusive resorts on the local economy left judges with a challenging task in determining the finalists. Dr. Barbara M. Brister, chief judge, commended the debaters for their preparation, research, and engagement, stating, quote, The semifinal debates were a testament to the students' dedication and passion for exploring critical issues within the tourism industry. 
Their intellectual rigor and eloquence were truly commendable, setting the stage for an exhilarating final showdown. End quote. The Honorable Josephine Connolly, Minister of Tourism, applauded the students' understanding and desire to addressing vital issues within the tourism industry. The Honorable Rachel Taylor, Minister of Education, lauded the participants for their exemplary performance and the organizers for an event of excellence, stating, quote, The semifinal debates were a testament to the students' critical thinking skills and their ability to articulate well-researched arguments, end quote. As the competition advances to the finals, the excitement continues to build as Precious Treasures and Maranatha Academy prepare to engage in a battle of intellect and persuasion. And the Q-Town Farmers Market will be open tomorrow, Saturday, February 10th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Some items available tomorrow will be eggs, kale, sweet potato, hot pepper, sweet pepper, celery, cilantro, scallion, and more. Go on down to the Q-Town Farmers Market and support local production. That was Local News Regional is up next. Resort employees were arrested in the Bahamas after a pair of American women on vacation said they were drugged and assaulted, according to the Royal Bahamas Police Force. Amber Scherer and Dongela Dobson went on vacation without their kids for the first time earlier this month, taking a carnival cruise to the Bahamas. On the last day of their trip, the crew stopped on Grand Bahama Island and the two women went to a resort that was recommended by the cruise company. The mothers said resort staff offered them a two-for-one drink, which they accepted, and almost immediately began feeling ill. In an interview aired Thursday morning on Good Morning America, Dobson said, quote, After the first drink, we had to get out of the ocean because we noticed that it was just hitting so hard. I just felt so out of it, end quote. The two women said they lost consciousness and were assaulted by two resort staff members. The two mothers said they had bruises on their legs and tested positive for various drugs. The Royal Bahamas Police Force said in a statement that they recognize the seriousness of such matters and handle them with the highest level of professionalism, privacy and sensitivity. Police said preliminary reports indicate that the incident occurred on February 4th, shortly after noon at a Grand Central Bahama Beach. Police began their investigation upon learning of the incident and arrested two men, a 54-year-old man from Eight Mile Rock and a 40-year-old man from South Bahamia. Officers later boarded the ship and provided a sexual assault kit, hospital form from the ship's medical doctor, and obtained the women's statements. The Royal Bahamas Police Force is working with the FBI on the investigation. The U.S. State Department issued a Level 2 travel advisory for the Bahamas back in January, warning that there had been an increase in homicides and sexual violence. The two mothers told ABC News that the arrests are not enough and are demanding justice. And former British Virgin Islands Premier Andrew Fahey has been found guilty by a 12-person Miami federal jury of conspiring to import cocaine into the United States along with three related money laundering and racketeering charges after a two-week trial. 
Jurors deliberated for only four hours before reaching their decision on the BVI Premier's fate. Fahi was arrested in April 2022 in Miami following a U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration sting operation. He faces up to life in prison at his sentencing on April 29th before U.S. District Judge Kathleen Williams. And authorities in Trinidad and Tobago are yet to identify the owners of a vessel that overturned off the southwestern coast of Tobago, causing a massive oil spill. They are also yet to determine the country from which it came or if its capsizing resulted in the deaths of anyone on board. According to reports, a cleanup has been organized. By Wednesday night, the Tobago House of Assembly reported the deployment of numerous teams to the affected area for cleanup and investigation. The Tobago Emergency Management Agency said they did not receive any distress calls from the vessel. However, it stated that it had conducted a preliminary assessment along the coastline and collected samples for fingerprinting of the oil to determine its origin. That was your regional news. World News is up next. Authorities are collecting reports from Floridians who felt shaking from a 4.0 magnitude earthquake off the coast the National Weather Service has reported. The earthquake happened shortly before 11 p.m. Wednesday, about 100 miles east of Cape Canaveral, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Earthquakes have been felt in Florida before. In September of 2006, a 5.9 magnitude quake in the Gulf of Mexico was felt in Florida and other states. In parts of Florida, items were knocked from shelves and some Floridians saw waves in their swimming pools during the 2006 quake. That earthquake was felt all over Florida and even in several other southern states, including Texas, Louisiana, Georgia and the Carolinas. And about 340 members of Myanmar's border guard police and soldiers have fled into Bangladesh during fighting with an ethnic minority army, Bangladesh's foreign minister said Thursday. Hassan Mahmoud said 340 security personnel had entered Bangladesh by Wednesday. He said Bangladesh is having discussions with Myanmar's government about the issue and that it is willing to take them back. Mahmoud made the comments while on a visit to India, his first since becoming foreign minister last month. Earlier this week, Bangladesh's border agency said that some Myanmar troops had entered in recent days during fighting with the Arakan army in Myanmar's Rakhine state bordering Bangladesh. It was the first time that Myanmar forces have been known to flee into Bangladesh since an alliance of ethnic minority armies in Myanmar launched an offensive against the military government late last year. Officials said the troops that entered had been disarmed and taken to safe places. And Finland's government said Thursday that it would extend the closure of its long border with Russia for another two months until April 14th because it sees no signs that Moscow was stopping its hybrid operation of funneling migrants toward the frontier with the Nordic nation. 
Finland closed the 1,340-kilometer or 832-mile land border late last year after about 1,300 migrants without proper documentation or visas had arrived across the frontier since September, an unusually high number just months after Finland joined the NATO alliance. Most of the migrants hail from the Middle East and Africa. The vast majority of them have sought asylum in Finland, a nation of 5.6 million people. The government said in Thursday's statement that instrumentalized migration from Russia poses a serious threat to Finland's national security and public order. Based on the information provided by the border security and other authorities to the cabinet, it is likely that instrumentalized migration would resume if border crossing points were opened at the eastern border. And Immigration and Customs Enforcement arrested 171 unauthorized non-citizens with a variety of criminal records ranging from murder, homicide or assault against children as part of a recent enforcement push spanning 25 major cities, the agency announced Thursday. Those picked up by ICE included alleged criminals who will now go through immigration proceedings for deportation. Last year, ICE arrested 73,822 non-citizens with criminal records, according to the agency. But ICE officials say the agency needs more resources to continue their work targeting the full scope of criminal non-citizens. That was your World News Sports is up next. Now, for two years in a row, the Clement Howell High School have dominated the TCI School Sports Interhigh Boys Basketball Championships, losing zero games all season. The championship weekend took place February 2nd to the 3rd, 2024. The season lasted four months, starting in November, splitting 13 schools into Groups A and B. The semifinal one saw Clement Howell High School Eagles meet the British West Indies Collegiate Spartans for the first time this season as they were in separate groups. The Eagles flew to a 40-point lead by the end of the game, winning 94-54. In semifinal two, H.J. Robinson High School Stallions also met the Wesley Methodist Stingrays for the first time this season, winning the game 62-46. The third-place playoff game between Wesley Methodist Stingrays and British Collegiate Spartans was arguably the game of the night. This game went into double overtime, with British West Indies Collegiate edging over the Stingrays in the result of 82-80. All teams fought to the finish, wearing their school's names with pride. Take a listen to Coach Harvey and Deshaun Lightbourne on Clement Howell's win. What went into... The practice and, and the deliberation of, of trying to win this game. A lot of discipline, a lot of hard work, a lot of running, and a lot of burpees. Yeah, well, we beat everybody by that kind of numbers. I think only Maranata slipped 26. But um, mm. the excitement of playing Grand Dick itself, you know, bring, bring us to the game and to championships. So 
we look forward to that because they make a lot of changes compared to most of the other coaches right now. Um, Long Bay competes pretty good, but they're a junior school. So at this time, you know, Long, um, they're the, the competition and we always prepare for them because they could switch up. They have press, they have um, inside play. You notice they don't miss layups and free throws. I don't know what happened tonight, but thank God it wasn't in them. What's the routine before your game, right? You're sitting down on the bench. It's about three seconds left on the clock before you go on the court. What's like going through your mind? Just how I can help my team. That's all. Getting stops, passing the ball. Just, just be there to help. Do you feel confident uh, for the next championship game next year? I want these boys to go to school. I even ain't trying to hold them. So I got to go build that team. And yes, I will be in the championship. First place, Clement Howell High School. Second place, H.J. Robinson High School. Third place, British West Indies Collegiate. The 2023-2024 season awards, most steals and most assists went to Enrique Dacius from Clement Howell High School. Most rebounds and most blocks went to Dumseli Poitensky from Wesley Methodist. Most points, Allison Almonte from Elite High School. Player of the conference for Pool A went to Samuel Harvey from British West Indies Collegiate. Player of the conference for Pool B, Dumseli Potensky from Wesley Methodist. The Championship Game Award Championship MVP went to Deshaun Lightburn of Clement Howell High. Congratulations to all teams on a job well done. We look forward to next season. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. We'll turn over to the TCI National Weather Service for a look at the three-day forecast. General situation for today. High-pressure ridging extends across the Turks and Caicos Islands, generating gentle to moderate trade winds and moderate seas. Small craft operators and beachgoers should remain out of the water due to swells and rough seas and the high risk of rip currents. Weather for today is partly sunny and a bit breezy, mostly fair and breezy tonight. Small crop advisory remains in effect. Small crop should remain in port. High sub advisory is in effect. A high sub advisory means that dangerous sub of 6 to 10 feet will affect some coastlines, producing hazardous conditions. Winds northeast to east at 10 to 20 knots. Seas 4 to 6 feet near shore, building up to 7 to 10 feet in northerly to northeasterly swells over the ocean. Daytime high temperature 79 degrees Fahrenheit. Overnight low temperature 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Sunset today will be at 5.42 p.m. Next low tide 2.08 p.m. The next high tide at 7.52 p.m. Extended forecast for the next two days. High pressure will dominate the weather across the islands, promoting fresh to moderate breezes and pleasant weather conditions over the weekend. Moderate subsiding sea swells and choppy seas are expected to continue to affect coastal areas until Monday. Forecast for Saturday, partly sunny and breezy with isolated showers possible, mostly fair and breezy at night. Small crop advisory and high sub advisory will remain in fact. Seas 6 to 9 feet and northeasterly to easterly swells. Sunrise 6.22 a.m. Sunset 5.43 p.m. Forecast for Sunday, 
partly sunny and breezy with isolated showers possible, mostly fair and breezy at night. Small crop advisory and high sub advisory will remain in effect. Winds east to southeast at 15 to 20 knots. Seas 6 to 9 feet in northeasterly to easterly swells. Sunrise at 6.22 a.m. Sunset 5.43 p.m. Thank you all so much. That was a look at your weekend weather forecast. Recapping the news today, shooting in broad daylight in Grand Turk claims the life of a young man. Bahamas resort staff arrested for alleged assault on vacationers. Finland extends Russia border closure for a few more months. In sports, we tell you who won the inter-high school basketball tournament. Once again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to The Nation Station. If you missed today's presentation or any other newscast or any of your favorite shows, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Turks and Caicos, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe. Have a wonderful weekend. God's willing, we'll be back on Monday. Join us again on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.